Kim. Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raisin Review Podcast. It's me and Nick. Tonight, Jerry's going to be joining us from the spaces. He's on the road. But I think I speak for all of us when I say... If you can hear that. Um, Cheers to that, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to need it tonight. Uh, there's a lot to say. Uh, not good. Not good. Just to start it off, business as usual. If you like the pod, subscribe to the pod, like the pod, talk about the pod, tell a friend, all that stuff. Uh, but beyond that, we lost to ULM. Say it out loud. We lost to ULM. Uh, that's where I start, Nick. You, you have a thought to uh, to impart? You know, if we would have been in a 23-23 game or some some crazy game that was going back and forth and it, it was weird, like where there was just to- a lot of offense, maybe 44, whatever. If we would have gone back and forth and it'd be competitive and and ULM gets the best of us, that's one thing. If ULM looks good tonight and they come out firing and we're firing back and it's just defense is out the window, that's one thing. Snaps above the head, drop passes, can't can't hit open receivers. Give the give ULM the ball the three yard line for for a, a snap over the head. Reese Reese was our where's our strong point tonight and and we couldn't even get him involved in the game because we're snapping the ball above his head. And, and you said, Josh, and, and we were texting through the game as we always do. You said something about, you know, may, we just need to leave with a win. What good would a win, a win have done after witnessing what we did for three quarters? A win would have been, it wouldn't have mattered. Because guess what? A win still ain't going to beat South Alabama next week. We sure as hell ain't going to go on the road and beat Marshall. Who are we going to beat this year? Honestly, if we play like we did tonight, who are we going to beat? I know not, I'd like to blame the players, uh, you know, but. Those guys come here, they choose to come here. They choose to play for us. Well, let's say it. We're never going to – I am personally never going to go after players. No. They don't make any money to be here. We no, hire people to coach these guys and prepare these guys and put them in positions to succeed. And that's so what very, I'm – Very rarely will I go after a player, but I got plenty to say about the coaching staff. And that's what I was going to allude to or say directly. Not even allude to, say directly. We were done prepared. We, I mean, we're 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 getting beat, and we're talking trash to the other team. We're we have undisciplined penalties yet again. We get a first down, and then we're backed up 15 yards because of a stupid hold. 
And you know, you can only blame the officials so many times. Pretty soon, it's going to be apparent that it's you and not them. So if we would have won tonight, I, I, I still would have been pissed. What good would that do? Because like I said, even if we won, we still have no chance next week based on how we play tonight. Didn't matter. Score didn't matter. No, I agree. I agree that a W would have been a, um, I mean, it would have been a consolation prize, but not much of one. I mean, we know what we saw tonight and we'll break it down as we go. I just, when you have a team like this, that is clearly, let, let, let's kind of just, let's put this to bed. We're in full rebuild mode. The, the whole idea about uh, the, the team is being left intact and, and Dez is coming in with this new coaching staff to just continue on what we saw the last four years. That's, that's over. That's done. We are clearly in a rebuild situation. I don't think anybody would disagree with that opinion. We, know, we all know what we just watched, okay? I, but I still want to win. I always want to win. In some situations, there's be, it's better to lose. Like, I'll be the first one to, to, to say, when, when HUD went into App State his last year and they got pummeled, the players didn't want to be there. The coaches didn't want to be there. They needed to lose that game, okay? They needed to lose that game. That needed to come to an end. I don't feel like we're there. With this team, this team, look, if you escape with a W, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that game. Even though when you watch the tape, the run blocking is non-existent. There's no discipline anywhere on this football team. The most senior laden position group on the team is totally confused in the backfield. I still can't figure that out. I'll give them, I'll give the offensive line some credit. They pass protected well tonight for the majority of, of the game. We still are making slow decisions at quarterback. We're still switching quarterbacks when it shouldn't happen. Look, I understand if you want to get Ben in the game. I get the under, I, I totally understand the theory behind it. Do you do it when Chandler's finally starting to find a rhythm? I'm going to go no on that. We've, if we're going to use that type of system, which, again, 100% against, but if we're going to use it, we got to pick our spots. That was horrible. You could tell that Chandler was starting to get into a rhythm and then they yank him. And then we come out of the half and we go, Ben, this is not a knock on Ben. This is a, you got to be situationally aware. And we weren't, in my view. So there's a lot that could have been learned and then you still get out with a, a win. But the other thing is that I never want to lose to ULM in anything. Losing to ULM is, is like, it's, it's almost as bad as losing to Tech. It's just gross. I, I still wanted to win, but I agree with you. You can you can learn a lot from the loss as a player in this in this t- particular situation. But but let's go back to Tech. Tech just got their ass kicked by South Alabama. Guess who we played for homecoming? Yeah, South Alabama. Are you telling me that I want to go sit and watch a game next week after watching this? I really don't. Well, I found it interesting that Jay signed off from the uh, from the broadcast by talking about people coming to the game at South Al. Listen, man. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody to go to game on South Al uh, against South Al. It's homecoming. You should go to the game. But if you don't want to go sit through four more hours of that, I'm not going to get mad at you. <laughs> I'm just not. That was hard to watch. Based on tonight's performance and last week's performance, because I gave a little bit of leeway saying, okay, maybe Rice is better than we thought. ULM tonight was not better than we thought. They were just as bad as we said they were coming in. And guess what? We still, we still, we gave the game away to a terrible team. So you tell me again, who do we beat on the schedule based on the last two games? I can't pick a win. I'm I'm scared to look ahead just yet. Texas State. I don't know. Next weekend, I'm scared to death. It's it's hard to imagine what the schedule holds. But I'll I'll say this, man: zero points in the second half. We got shut out in the second half. Totally shut out. Multiple just bad plays, mental mistakes turnovers 
you know, I know that we had a little bit of an issue with the long snapper in one game last year, but that was so uncharacteristic of a well-prepared and, dare I say, well-coached team. I think that there's a lot of criticism to go around, whether it be defense, special teams, or offense. There's a lot that can be said. Before we go any further, we all have a lot to say. I'm going to get Jerry in here first. He is a co-host. I'd like to get his thoughts. He was in Monroe. He was on the sidelines, and maybe he has a little bit of perspective. Jerry, what would you see tonight? Good, bad, and ugly. Hey, everybody. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually sitting in the backseat of the car heading back to Lafayette. I'm I'm just in shock right now. Like you guys watched on TV, it was just as bad, if not worse, in person because you had to sit in that stadium in front of their fans. You had the student section screaming F-U-L. You had people just – I mean, it, it was it was a horrible environment. But overall, look, give credit to ULM. They took advantage of our mistakes. They got the job done. But the problem is, is we, we, we gave them those opportunities. I mean, it's 17-7 going into the fourth quarter. You've got all the momentum. ULM's offense really wasn't doing much. And – you know, you really could put the game away if you do your job. You, you, you score in the red zone. We're moving the ball downfield. You go that you score one touchdown, it's 24-7. It's over with. Instead, we, we, we botch the field goal, and then we, we botch a punt snap, and we basically gifted it. It's a 10-point turnaround. We gifted them this game tonight. And, you know, it's one thing after what happened last week where you, you learn from your mistakes. Like you said, Josh, you know, obviously it looked like our team didn't want to be there. But tonight, you had the game won, and you just you just gave it to them. So I haven't been this dejected in a long time as a fan. Uh, this one hurts. I'm just telling you right now, on the, we're we're headed back to Lafayette. I just got I got to get out of this. I got to get out of Monroe, man, and go back home and just and just get a good night's sleep because this this is a tough loss. I mean this this loss to me was is one of the worst I've experienced in a very long time. Even during the times when we used to lose. Because we gave them this game. We gifted it to them. The worst possible case, the worst possible scenario where, you know, this was a game where we're, this was, this is the conference opener. This was supposed to be almost a gimme. And not only did we lose, we gave them the game. Now you've got, you've got a South Alabama team coming to town who not only spanked Louisiana Tech, they should have been UCLA the week before. They're, they're sniffing blood after what happened last, last uh, year in Mobile. And then from there you go to, you go to Marshall. I mean, dude, I, I playing like we did tonight. I don't, I don't like the way our schedule lines up. This was supposed to be an, a win. This was supposed to be an easy W to get us back on track. I'm scared of, of, of what what's going to happen next. I really am. Same, Jerry. Hang tight. We'll get back to you. I want to start getting some callers in because I got like a ton. So, uh, Ryan, you were the first to request to speak, sir. It's all yours. Hey, man. Hey. I don't know about y'all, but I can't wait for homecoming. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever in my entire 38 years of Cajun fandom been so pissed off <laughs> after a game. So, so let me break it down for you, Josh. And, and if you want to, you can come to the house and have a truly, and we can, we can really break it down. Dude will never so let it go. He'll never let here's that the, go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 17 to 7. We finally throw the ball down the freaking field. We drop it. Should be 24-7. What do we do for the rest of the game? We try to establish a run with the offensive line that can't block a Acadiana high. Tell me what the coaching staff is trying to prove. Whenever somebody gets in a rhythm, 
they take them out. I like Chandler, dude. I really do. But I think Ben's the man, and, I, and I'll go on record and say that. Chandler played really well in the first half. They took him out of his rhythm. Hey, real quick. Real quick to yeah. your point, Ryan. I thought Chandler had one of his better games tonight, but one thing that I really liked out of Ben was when we needed a big play, he went down. And I know it was a quarterback keeper. I understand that. But he made a big third down and long play. He stood up. He looked at the sideline, and he tried to, he tried to fire him up. That, that's, a, yeah. that's, that's some leadership that I want to see out of my quarterback. I'm not saying that Chandler doesn't do that, but you know how players are different. Sometimes you lead by exactly. example. Sometimes you lead by uh, emotion. I liked what I saw there. I, I would like to see it more out of Chandler, but I just I thought it was a good moment for Ben. Yeah, and, and you know what? It was third and 17. We didn't do dick all night until he did that. Sure. And you know what we did after that? We tried to run the ball three freaking times, and we were done. It was over with. So my thing is, and I'm not, I'm not trying to go back to, you know, if Billy Napier would have did this and that, but, man, you got to go back to coaching. You got to go back to the fall. You got to go back to spring. Whenever we got the shit that should be happening, and it wasn't happening back then, so it's not happening. We had a 15-game winning streak, and we just lost back-to-back games to Rice and ULM. Can, can somebody please tell me what the hell is going on? No, we're going to try to figure it out here in the next hour or so. All right, Josh. Hey, I'm going to let y'all go before I get really crazy. Hey, dude, listen, I appreciate you chiming in. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, Javi, it's all yours, brother. Go ahead and take it. All right, can I just say this for a Sun Belt perspective? You guys lost, Marshall lost, and App State lost. I'm a Coastal fan. I'm going to say that now. But, like, realizing now is the conference, it's up for grabs now, right? Hell no, man. You don't think you guys have a chance? As far as the East goes, I think JMU just put the entire East on notice. They're a legitimate player. uh, They can't compete for a championship yet. They're ineligible this year. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I thought you meant going forward as far as dominance in the in the in the belt. Oh no, not dominance. I'm just saying, like right now, it's upper grab. I think it's between you guys, Troy, and then of course South Alabama. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, it ain't. It's we're not in the running. No, I, take that out of it, bro. I, I'm sorry. Look, if y'all can get mad at me all you want, we're not in the running. We're not. We're not in the top half of the Western Division. We're not. South Alabama and Troy and Marshall are the three Western or uh, not Marshall. Uh, yeah, Marshall's in the West, right? They push no, 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 they're in the East. My bad, my bad about that. USM had a very nice victory tonight. So I'm thinking of USM. It's USM, it's South Alabama, and it's Troy. That's the three that are going to battle it out. So that's my view on that. And then another question I have, after four games, do you think it's a coaching change at this point? Like, what do you think? No, here? hell no. There ain't going to be no coaching change. Look, we got a lot of moving parts. We got a lot of guys learning on the job. Uh, people are talking about firing Dez. Look, everybody's upset right now. I'm mad. Nick's mad. Jerry's mad. Everybody's mad. Fan base is mad, which is good. Means we care. But it, but to start talking about firing coach, I mean, just not going to happen. It's not even worth talking about. It's not going to happen. JMV, it's yours, man. Take it. Hey, I know y'all don't want to hear this, but I mean, I, I'm starting to think Mike was a budget hire. Uh, I was initially against him being hired, and then I kind of bought into the optimism of giving him a chance. But I don't know. Uh, the guy's way in over his head. I mean, he has no connections. The the staff he brought in. Hold on, time out. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. What, what do you? Why, why do you think he's in over his head? Well, I mean, lack of discipline, poor play calling. 
the whole nine yards, even conditioning. A lot of people don't realize when we lost uh, our strength and conditioning coach to Florida. I mean, we we look we look bad. Well, we got neighbors. We got neighbors who was at LSU. I, I don't I don't think I don't think it's a it's a conditioning thing. I I think that if I want if y'all want to start getting real here for a minute, I think we have a we have a motivation problem. Like a lot of guys that expect to win just by stepping on the field. That's what we look like right now. Conditioning doesn't take balls over the quarterback and the punter's heads. Conditioning doesn't drop passes. Conditioning doesn't overthrow. We have another problem, and it ain't By hiring somebody internally, too, this guy is almost like their best friend. And, I mean, that's why an outside guy would have probably worked out better. I mean, Mike, and people said that from the get-go, he's just way too easy on these guys. And it's showing up with the lack of discipline, the penalties, the whole nine yards. It's now, just, listen, just a- I'm willing to have a conversation about the fact that when you hire from, in, you know, when you hire internally, sometimes there are certain relationships. It's almost like getting a promotion when you go from, you know, a top sales agent to a manager. When you're a sales agent, you can be friends with everybody because there's no authoritative uh, role there. When you go to a manager, the relationship changes. So if you want to make that point, that's probably something that's valid, something we can talk about. However, I, you know, any type of, any, anybody that's been around the program that we've talked to or anytime we've been around the program, the guy is – he has a leadership mentality. He has a – his demeanor is such that he leads men, and the guys respect him. So I, I don't know if that's it. I'm not saying it's not. I think it's a good point in a conversation that can be had. But, but the other point that you made about him not having connections, I'm not going to – I can't agree with that, JMV. Look, look at who he hired. He, he hired a national champion. He hired Lamar, who's, who's coached in the SEC, Houston. Lamar was a player here. Lamar's a good guy. Now, look, I've not been overly impressed by his situational uh, calling. I thought there's too many times we're falling back in zone and we're not playing press man. I hate that. I hate that. I I want to get after the quarterback. I want to get after the quarterback, and I want to make them earn everything. Too many times. Now, some of this is that the offense doesn't stay on the damn field. That's part of it, all right? But there are some things that I don't really love that I – the secondary being confused, I don't understand that. You got five-year seniors and six-year seniors in Bishop, a transfer from Alabama, and you got Braylon Trahan has been here forever. He's been around the program for 10 years. How are we confused in the back end of the defense? I don't understand that part. Well, the thing is, Josh, yeah, he did bring in Lamar, but he also played with Lamar in school. If he didn't play with Lamar, there's no way we get a SEC secondary coach to come to UL. Amen, man. And can and I don't mind cutting on in, but I just feel like Michael is not the man for the job. I feel like he just he's 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 too comfortable with not relevance. And I think that's kind of why we need like a Jamie Chadwell or maybe a Brian Mitchell to come back because Michael's too comfortable with being a scrub. Jamie Chadwell. What? I feel like he's definitely the best coach in the Sun Belt, man. Of course I'm you would. Like, all right. All right. There's but, a lot of coastal assholes in here today. Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, why would we hire a coach from another team? In listen, when, we, you, when, when you when you, I mean, I want to win Nick, football games. Nick, I listen, don't know about y'all. when you y'all be pushed up. When you when you dominate the Sun Belt for so long, you have a lot of people, a lot of trolls waiting under their bridge to come out and take your shot. So there's assholes like that guy that want to come over here and talk about Jamie Chadwell. Ch- Jamie Chadwell is a fraud. Jamie Chadwell is nobody. He was nobody before. He'll be nobody after McCall. 
Okay, so Chad, would get out of here with the Chadwell stuff. They had to duck us out in the championship game because of, quote, COVID, but showed up at their own stadium in the stands a week later like nothing ever happened. Okay, I'm glad these dopes showed up because it gives me an opportunity to say that never forget Coastal Carolina ran from an ass whipping and still <laughs> and still has never won a Sunbelt championship football game. Davis Miller, take it, sir, please, all yours. I would say I don't think there's bad hire, I just don't think he has the confidence yet to make a true decision on anything. Please elaborate, because I think I know where you're going, and I think I, I might agree with this. It's just, A, the quarterback situation. I don't think he has the confidence to make a call on that, which is very, very, like, worrisome. You know, it's like, especially with the Chandler thing. Like Chandler comes out, scores the first two drives, and all of a sudden he changes – and we lose momentum, but then he changes right back. It's like if you if you're going to put in Woldridge, you got to put him in for more than a drive at a time. You know, if you're if you're going to make this a quarterback competition, do it or stick with the guy. But it's it's the flip flopping. You know, I do not like the interruption of the rhythm. And as a former quarterback, I would hope that Mike would understand that better than most. So you know. If Sully would let us talk to Mike, I would ask that question. But that's neither here nor there. Um, as far as the, the confidence to make a call, I, I think it's an interesting point. When you're, a new, when you're a new coach, obviously there's some things about making certain decisions that, that you know, could be good, be bad, whatever. When you're Mike and you have a relationship with these guys, you have, I mean, Mike was uh, Chandler Fields' number one recruiter. So he has a relationship there. When Ben got here, I don't really know what their relationship is. I think that there is some merit to saying that he wants to please some guys on the team. Look at the wide receiver core. Look at how the wide receiver core is being used. Dante Fleming, when he got here, was an obvious, he was a spark guy immediately. Where has he been? I think he had a, I think he had a toss catch tonight, and that's it. Peter LeBlanc. Now, Pete's got some drops issues. I don't know what's going on with the damn drops, but he is a versatile player. You can use him in so many different ways. You can flex him. You can put him in the Z. You can run the ball with him. He's a possession guy. I don't understand the lack of use for for uh, for for LeBlanc. I don't know. Maybe he's not fully healthy. I, I don't know 100%. It, it, it's strange just not seeing him almost be – he's getting almost zero targets. And I agree. That would be – it's just incredibly strange. It's wild. And then you have uh, Stevens Jr., that the transfer from TCU – I don't know what's going on. That guy's a mismatch on virtually every team we play, and he just can't catch the ball. We, we've, got to, we've got to be in the top 10 in drops in the country. I don't know what's going on. Stevens is not on the field ever, and he doesn't catch the football. Then you got Mike Jefferson, who is, I mean, obviously our number one receiver. He's up and down. He makes a great catch. He drops an easy ball. I, I don't understand it. But there's too much rotation. Bergeron's starting. Then, you got, you get, then Pete's coming in. Then Fleming. Then Aaron Rodgers. Then they flex him out to the end. Why is Errol Rodgers not constantly in the slot? He is a slot receiver. He's 5'10", a buck 80, soaking wet. He's not winning 50-50 balls. What are we doing? Josh, I'm going to tell you right now, and I love Jefferson. He is probably one of the top three favorite players on this team. He doesn't drop that easy pass that Chandler – I mean, it, it went through his hands. He Touchdown. had it. Touchdown. Oh, yeah. That's the game, game. That's it. We had multiple opportunities to knock them out. We could multiple. have put away so yeah, many and times. That, I think, and that's what's so frustrating is that we is, continue to do this. I think it's, it's not just 
I think kind of the decision thing does leak into like, even if you look at the Southeastern game in week one, we had so many teams put that away so early, so fast, and never did until late in the game because we just didn't want to step on anybody's neck, it looks like. And it looks like, I mean, almost Eastern Michigan looks more like an outlier now than anything because we've effectively got shut out in two second halves. We scored late against Rice. Well, remember remember about the uh, the Eastern Michigan game, we had that lightning delay, which I said at the time was, yeah. was a blessing in disguise for us. But look, look at Southeastern. They just went and got dominated on the road by Incarnate Word, okay? People try to tell yeah. me that Southeastern's offense was so good. It wasn't. It was borderline. I mean, it was it was average. So no, there's there's a there's a, a pattern here developing that is not great. Obviously, we have a lot of work to do, and this is still game four. And I understand all that, but if we're looking at what we saw tonight, concerning. Yeah, I'm I'm not one of those people that is like Des needs to be, you know, fired right off the bat, whatever. It's but it's more of he has to eventually start making either decisions or calls like. Going for it on fourth and three sometimes, you know, to really just put it, all right, we're here to win the football game, dominate you. It's not, we're not giving you the chance to touch this ball and even get close to us. And he just doesn't do it as much. Like he, he kind of pussy puts around it. And it's as simple as that right now, I think. We make a lot of execution errors. Like the, the muff punt that should have, I mean, that's, is getting overlooked, but I mean, that would have been seven more to ULM right there inside the 10. Just things like that. And we got fortunate with the missed snap on the field goal more than anything that Dalen got up and was able to throw it away. But right. No, it's, know. it's, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Listen, Davis, appreciate your, your thoughts. I got a lot, a lot of people to get to. So let me move yeah. on. But uh, thanks for listening. Please continue to listen. And uh, if you have more later, go ahead and request and I'll, I'll approve. Yes, sir. Patrick, all yours, man. Take it. Awesome. Look, I don't want to take up too much of y'all's time, all right? But I'm sitting here in Broussard. I'm sipping on a nice beer, just reflecting on the game. And I got three words going through my head, all right? Bring back hood. And that's it. (laughs) Y'all laugh, but I'm serious right now. That was the best time of my life. All right, but look, I'm going to let you guys go. I just want to put that out there. Y'all have a good night, all right? Patrick, appreciate your thoughts, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate you more than you appreciate me. You don't even know. (laughs) All right. Y'all be good. Isaac. Can we talk about the the rushing performance tonight? What Uh, rushing performance? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) What what, what rushing performance? We cannot cannot establish the, the line of scrimmage. We cannot do it. They tried over and over in obvious passing downs. They tried to do it in passing downs, and we couldn't get three yards. I think our quarterbacks were our leading uh, rushers tonight, right, Nick? You have the stats pulled up. Look, I'm just going to say this. Here's here's my biggest concern. Besides all the crap play that we had tonight, we have zero identity on offense. I have no idea who we are. We we try to run it. We can't. Sometimes we do. We kind of try to. We pass the ball. They drop it. Then we run it up of the gut, and then we get 50 yards, and then we try to throw it, and we drop so I literally have no idea what this offensive identity is. And the scary part is I don't think the coaching staff or the players know what the offensive identity is. We always knew under the previous coaching staff, we were going to run it up the gut. We were going to pound you. We had three running backs 
that could do it. But then we got Chris Smith, who, like you said, Josh, is a Reggie Bush type player, and we're running him up the middle for a loss of one. So I I literally don't know what this offense is at this point. It, it And that, to me, Isaac, is the most concerning part. We have no idea who we are in offense, and we're four games into it and one conference game into it going to homecoming. I have no idea. I can't tell a lot of times whether it's Lineman losing a step or it's Chris losing a step uh, when he gets handoff because it seems like backfield penetration is so easy, was so easy for these uh, D-linemen of ULM. Everybody. Rice did it. Southeastern did it. We Listen, yeah. I thought, and, and I said this earlier, but I thought that an offensive line uh, pass protected fine tonight. They, they, gave, they gave both quarterbacks plenty of time to throw the football. But when you tell them to go get it at the, at the point of attack, they get pushed back, and it starts up front. And look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to beat up on Hudson, but Buddy got his ass kicked tonight, up and down the field. Every time he, they would, every time the play was over, they'd pan to the middle of the field. He was on the ground. It was and ridiculous. We're we're talking about defenders coming in untouched, like not even like uncontested at the quarterback. How about play? Or how about a th- three man front? How about a three man front getting pressure? How about a three-man front not you know giving Ooh, up a two and bad. three yard play? It's it's <sighs> man. So like I said, what rushing attack? And really, where the hell was Williams and Washington? Look, I like Chris Smith is one of my favorite guys on the team. I like his attitude. I like his personality. I like him as a dude. He is a home run hitter. He's not a run between the tackles type of back. We've been talking about this all year. He's not, he's not a run between the tackles type of back. Let him hit your home runs. Hand the ball off to Dre. Hand the ball off to Williams. Hand, I mean, get Zylon Perry. Don't put a freaking up red shirt on Zylon Perry. Let him what, run the ball. What happened with, with, with Chris when we, we had this play and it was almost like a screen pass and, and he, he was in open space? He picked up like 50 yards on that one play. Then That's we, his game. Then yeah. what did we do? We tried to run him up the middle. <laughs> like I said, you, I mean, it's, if, if he's going to be a Reggie Bush, don't treat him like an Alvin Kamara. He's not an Alvin Kamara. He's not a, a, a Mark Ingram. Like we know what he can do work to his strength. And that was a perfect play call for him. And then we just totally take that away and try to make him a power rusher, which he's not. So I, again, our identity on offense is all over the place. There was one time where they flexed him out to wide receiver and ULM had a freaking meltdown. They didn't know what to do. Did you see yeah. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He, they they shifted him out. He he went out to the the it was the it was a far side and and cornerbacks pointing safety doesn't know what to do and I'm thinking to myself this is what we need this he's the decoy use it to our advantage. Anyway, do we go air raid? Hell no, we can't. We I I, I personally don't think that we can go air raid. I just don't think we have the guys to do it. I appreciate it. All for one. Yes, please have the have the floor. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the problem going on is is that the coaches don't have enough experience. You know, Dez he he never really called plays before, so it seems like he's having trouble calling plays. Lamar never really been a, a he never been a defensive coordinator before, so he he's having trouble getting into plays. And another thing I hate too on the defensive side. Why are we constantly running players in and out, in and out, in and out? And every game this season I saw, when the other team is ready to hike the ball, our players still looking to the sidelines trying to get a call to, to what defense they're going to play. I just don't understand that. 
Well, I think it's been a, it's part of our game plan for a long time now where we get a lot of guys rotating in and out. Now, it was good to see Sonny on the field. It looked like we we had McGriff on the field. We had uh, Narcisse got some snaps. Our defensive line, actually, I think they did okay for the majority of the game. They were gassed in the fourth quarter. That was obvious. But I want to see some guys in there. Now, wide receiver, personally, offensively, we use too many wide receivers. Like, I know we have a ton of talent, but we need to ride with four or five guys run the playbook like it's too much it's too much in and out we shift a ton we move a ton on offense I understand you're trying to create mismatch and see what the defense is trying to do I get all that stuff but there's so much going on pre-snap are we ready for that are we good enough for that and when I say good enough I mean are we cohesive enough for that I don't know that's just something that's just a a, that's a, a an observation that I've made I don't know if we're ready for that yet but here's the thing Josh we're not fooling anybody we're doing it, <laughs> and the, nothing good is happening. Nothing's so happening. you just line up and either run the ball or pass the ball, but, like, commit to something because, again, we have no offensive identity, and we're four games into it, about to play some really good teams, and we still don't know who we are in offense, and that's scary. And even with the quarterback, I'd rather just roll with one quarterback and win or lose with him. Let's roll with him. I'm with you, man. I said that I said that four games ago. I said, look, I like Chandler. I really like Ben. Regardless of who I think is a better quarterback, just go with one. And you know what? If it doesn't work halfway through the season, make a change. But you you had Chandler rolling, and then you take all the momentum we had and all the, the flow we had into the game, and you put Ben in, who I love Ben. Ben is a great quarterback, but you put him in a bad position to try to make something happen. And then, oh, guess what? We're going to pull him and put Chandler back in. It's just, it's clunky, and I don't like it, and I've never liked it. And and again, here we are four games into it, two and two, going, who's our quarterback? We don't know. But that's all I have. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you. Appreciate you speaking up. By the way, by the way, I got to say, Josh, I thought he was the awful. I know. <laughs> I know you did. That's I did too. Like this this a hole, but I, I I did too. Uh, some- David, David, you're up next, buddy. Go ahead. Okay, I, I just had to turn my mic on. Uh, one thing of note for me, and I've seen many losing seasons with the Cajuns, is that you know we were two bad snaps away from winning this game. As bad as it looked, we were two bad snaps away from winning the game. Uh, but one thing that was striking to me even before the season started was that reports were that Coach Dez, and, and I'm not anti-Coach Dez, but uh, reports were Coach Dez was a player's coach. And that worried me when it came to the point of discipline. And, and it also worried me with like the quarterback situation where we're continuing to play two different quarterbacks. It seems as if we're trying to appease players and make sure that they get playing time. And with the quarterback, you know, that changes everything. When you switch out the quarterback, the timing changes, the routes change, the blocking changes, because you have to adapt to a different style of play for a different person and that affects everything and then when you're trying to change out different wide receivers like who's our number one receiver who's our slot receiver who's our number two receiver 
Well, we keep changing it out and the timing changes for all of that. And I think that any defensive woes were attributed to our offense not having any kind of cohesion where we can maintain drives and keep the defense off the field to where the defense can get some rest. So I think the defense has played okay. The offense isn't giving us any help. And that's my my take on it. You're not wrong, and I appreciate your thought. Defensively, I know I was kind of getting after the defense. This is my issue with the defense. We don't jam anybody at the line, which is something that we've always done. When I say always, I mean it during our successful years. We hit people at the line. We don't do that this year. The second or the, the back end of the secondary, your safeties, they look confused. Why? There's got to be a reason why. There's, there's something there that is not quite right. I know Brandon moved from star or Brandon moved from uh, free to star and Cam moved from star to free. So maybe there's something there. But something is up with that. The other thing is that our linebackers struggle in pass coverage. Now, so, uh, that is, they're young, okay? They're learning. I just, I, I, I go back to what I said last week. When you go from press man, you go from a, 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 an aggressive style of defense, and then you start asking guys to drop in a soft zone, I think that there's opportunity there for confusion. And that's what I see. Another thing I see is very poor tackling. When do we lose technique on tackling? This, this used to be a hallmark. I watched South Alabama play UCLA, and yeah, they lost the game. But every time they had a guy in space, the form tackling was there. I mean, there was one guy, many, many times it was 1v1, and the guy made the tackle. That used to be us. That's what we looked like. Patrick Tony made a, a living on guys making form tackles in space. We cannot do that now. When we get hit, guys go backwards. That's something we're not used to seeing. Now, again, we can make the argument that the offense doesn't help the defense because the defense is always on the damn field. If you want to make that point, okay, I'm willing to listen to that. But as far as the defense itself, look, we're turning the guys over. We got a couple of turnovers today. So that helps a lot. I'll do a, an old foot cliche. Turnovers are not stops. I've always agreed with that. A turnover is not a stop. We love turnovers. I think we're in the top 10 in the nation in interceptions. Think about that. We're 2-2 two and two with a loss to Rice and ULM, and we're in the top 10 in interceptions. That is, that is crazy. Yeah, I just, I, the problem to me is not on defense. I'm not worried about our no. defense. And, and, and I want to be clear. I don't think the defense is the problem. No, the defense is the only reason we're 2-2 two and two and not 0-4. Oh like, they, are, they keep us in the game. But at some point, I mean, let's look at, let's look at rushing tonight. 86 yards. And, and that's, that's 50 of five, that is quarterback. Five rushers. Right. We, five rushers for 86 yards. In the first half of the game, we had 50 yards of rushing. 50 yards of rushing when we are known as we're going to rush, we're going to pound you, and then guess what? We're going to hit it over the top because we've loosened up the defense. We can't do that anymore. And until we can do that, and like you said, our offensive line was good in pass protection, but in the rushing game, we could not open a hole to save our lives. The only time we got good rushing was when we hit the outside or we had these I don't know. It, it wasn't a really a screen pass, like I said to Chris, but it was more like a pass to the outside to him. Those are the only times that we had a chance at getting downfield in a rushing game. So we're in trouble. If we cannot rush the ball like we are known to do, I, I mean, we can play as much defense as we want, but again, we just lost. We just gave 
if we, if we if we lose if we give it three touchdowns to ULM and still lose the game, problem ain't defense. And I'll just leave it at that. No, I agree. And David, I really appreciate your your comment. Thanks for listening. If you can't run the ball on a passing down, you can't run the ball. Period. And right now, we can't run the ball. Can't do it. And any down passing rush, it doesn't matter. We can't do it. I mean, we we had the numbers in our favor multiple times. We hand the ball off, and there were people in the backfield before. I mean, we don't establish the line of scrimmage at all. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I I, I just I, I maybe Williams was hurt, but we saw no wash. I so I think Washington got three or four carries late in the second half. Maybe maybe a couple more than that. But where was Williams? Maybe he got a carry or two. If you have the if you have the stats pulled up, I don't know. I I, I just. Uh, Ben ripped off a couple. Chandler scored the touchdown. I, I, I can't really think of any other times where we, we ripped off a couple of runs. Williams had seven attempts for 11 whole yards. God. Average of 1.6 yards a carry. As a, as a team, tonight, our rushing attack averaged 2.3 yards a carry. I mean, you're not beating anybody like that. And ULM, look, I don't care what anybody said, all right? ULM is not good. No, we, we had multiple opportunities to put the death nail and we couldn't do it. We played poorly and we should have been in the half at 24 to seven and we played poorly. So there's a lot of former players in here, guys like Ian, Matt, if you guys want to talk, tell me why we don't throw more to the tight end. Seems like the tight end room is the only room that's holding it down. Hashtag tight, tight friends. You what's going on here? Like if we're not going to catch the ball on the, on the perimeter, why not exploit the middle of the field? Let's let's get the the tight ends involved. Let's get Meagle. Let's get let's get Lumpkin. Neil, I think Neil had a catch, maybe two. Lance had a catch. I know he's not a tight end, but he's like a a wide, a big wide. I think Pierce had a, a maybe one catch. Johnny maybe two. But they're always open. They're always open, and we we're still just trying to sling it to the outside. We're trying to throw across the field. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think that they could be a. I mean, line them up in the damn H. Hand them the football. See if we can figure it out. Hey, Myron, nice to see you. Thanks for listening, man. Appreciate you joining. <laughs> but no, uh, zero points in the second half. It, when's the last time that happened? Toothpick? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really at a loss, Josh. I, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. I'm never... Like I've been, I've sat through seventy-seven of whatever games against Washington State back in the day, and just been like, "This, this is, was worse. This, this this hurts more." You know why it hurts more, Nick? Because we have the talent to win the game. Talent, yeah, that's what we I'm, have the talent. This is not a rebuild. You know, it's just lazy shit, man. Lazy tackling, lazy execution, lazy people not getting to their assignments. Like, what? Who is this team? And drop passes, dude. Drop I'm, passes by guys that normally catch the football. Put it away with one catch and through the hands, and guess what? We punt the ball. Myron says screens. Did we run a screen today? If you call the the pass to Chris a screen, which was kind of, but nobody he had no blockers. It just happened to be a pass to him in the open I, space. I think ULM blew the coverage. Yeah. But still, no bubbles, no jets, no screens, nothing. I don't know. Austin, all yours, man. Take it. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I don't know. I know you guys say i'm not trying to go in on any players like i know there's a lot of issues that come from coaching you know as far as what type of defense we're running the whole qb situation but i don't know like drop passes missing tackles like josh has been talking about i feel like a lot of it it's just i don't want to say effort but 
I don't know, motivation, heart, want to, something. I mean, our, our tight ends are the only ones catching the ball. How many other teams say that? Tight ends aren't supposed to be catch the ones catching the balls. Well, hold on a second. Look around the, the country. Look around the country today. Tight ends making big plays all over the country for wins. Uh, Clemson, uh, there was, a, there was a, a, a MTSU's guy had a couple of big plays. Like, tight ends are out here winning games. Somebody's finally getting the notice. The, the, the note. Like, throw it to the damn tight end, man. No, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying, you know, it It seems like it would probably be the other way around. I mean, and you have – look, I, I love Pierce more than anything, but out of all the pass catchers we have, he's probably objectively the least athletically gifted guy we have, but he's out there catching balls and making plays, and we got other guys that are just huge height, fast guys, and they're letting the ball hit him in the hands and drop it. I mean, it's not – I don't know. To me, that's not coaching. And Austin, I think that's the problem. We don't know what we are. Are we? Are we throwing to the tight ends? Are we throwing? Are we going deep with wide receivers? Are we a rushing team? I still have no idea because it seems like every game we try all three, and whatever works, we might try it again, but we might not. I don't know. I, I mean that, and that's what's so frustrating for me as a fan is that again for the last few years we knew who we were offensively even though we pulled our hair out because we were, you know, in very close games, we still knew who we were and how we pull it out. I still have no idea what the identity on offense is. And that to me is a problem Four games in. We should know who our two go guys are and we or go to guys are, and we still have no idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, just to be clear, definitely not a knock on Pierce. I'm just saying he's out there playing with playing with tons of heart. Uh, I love it when he catches the ball and makes plays. Pierce, Pierce is a glue guy. He's one of those guys you have to have on the squad. We love Pierce, by the way. 100%. Awesome. Appreciate your comments, man. I want to give priority to people that actually went to Monroe. I know there's a, a couple of folks here that are, were in Monroe, driving home, listening to us. Uh, get your thoughts in. Uh, we, we really want to hear from people that were in the building. A lot of times it'll add a layer of, of uh, perspective Jerry, again, you're in the building. What do you think about the comments so far? Do you have anything to add? Not really. Not really. Um, I, I just think we talk about throwing to the tight end. We talk about, you know, trying to establish an offensive identity. The problem is that, you know, you have an offensive line that can't block. You have a receiving core that's not creating separation. You have a two-quarterback system right now that has no chemistry whatsoever. I mean, I'm not trying to be massively negative, but at the same time, it's we're just all over the place offensively, man. I mean, look, defense tonight. I mean, you outside of that one that one pass play for ninety five yards or whatever, they really played a good game. Outside of that one pass play and outside of that one long run, they actually played a decent game and put us in position to win. Uh, but I've just noticed the same pattern over the last two weeks: no offensive identity because every single position on that side of the football. Is is just it's discombobulated. It's just all over the place. It's just it's it, there's no there's no cohesion there, um, and that's I mean look, <laughs> I mean we're getting into the season pretty deep into the season now where I'm a little nervous because I don't think I don't know how this is I don't I don't know how the chemistry is going to click if we keep playing like this. I mean you've got like you said, you know they play three down linemen. They've got the defensive tackle in our running back space by the time he even gets the handoff. You got Chris Smith, who, if, you know, they're not running him in the open field, he's getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage. 
We saw the same thing against Eastern Michigan, Josh, and luckily we opened up the passing game. But, you know, we just could, well, tonight, I mean, the only real target we had was Jefferson. There was really nobody else who really caught many balls. Um, and, Jerry, I don't know. To your point, one of the most aggravating things about this team and the execution so far, four games in, Michael Jefferson will go up and fight two guys and come down with a reception, but he'll drop a wide open ball. That is, that is the epitome of 2022 for the Cajuns so far. No question. And, and I think what's, you know, what's hard about this now, I understand Dez's idea of playing the two-quarterback system, but Chandler had a fantastic drive uh, early on. He threw that touchdown pass from, to Jefferson. Beautiful drive. Very next drive, Ben goes in. And I understand it's scripted. That does not deny, that does not deny momentum. And, and look, I don't want to play coach here, but even I'm starting to, I mean, I think it's safe to say, even as a fan, we can figure out that Chandler's momentum was pretty much gone at that point. I mean, he really didn't do much after that. And it makes me wonder, you keep him in there, how different of a game is this? How much more does our offense click after that touchdown? It makes, and it makes me wonder. And, and, and I think these coaches, look, these coaches are getting paid. They need to, now they need to reevaluate this idea of playing this two quarterback system. Now's the time. And then the thing is, you got Ben that goes in. You know, he gets that crucial third down where he lowers his shoulder and runs the ball and keeps it. And so I'm just there's there's so many different identities with the offense when either quarterback is playing to where there's no chemistry. There's just no chemistry. Yeah. I, I know I keep saying it. There's no chemistry right now. And unfortunately, over the past five or six years, you know, unfortunately over the past five or six years, we have had an off- offensive identity as a run balanced offense with a de- with a decent passing game. There is none. We have none right now. We have none right now. And I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know how these coaches are going to be able to regroup and, and figure this out because, again, you got a hard South Alabama team coming to town next week. I'm, I'm actually really scared of getting embarrassed at homecoming. I, I am. Here's the problem I have, Gary, is that at some point this starts creeping into the locker room, and when that happens, there's no coming back. And And – like you said, we got South Alabama coming in that that for all intents and purposes should have beaten, except for one bad coaching decision. UCLA last week kicked La Tech's ass this week, and you can't tell me we're better than Louisiana Tech right now because we're not. So that's going to start creeping in to players' minds, and I just hope that it, it's not too far gone at this point in the season to claw that back because you have another couple games like this and people are going to start questioning things. And there's a snowball that you can't bring back. And that's, that's what worries me the most. Well, I think, I think the big concern for me and, and, and look, these players, these players obviously know how to win. They have been part of winning teams over the last four seasons, but it makes me wonder you know, this is the first time we've really seen them face a certain level of adversity. It makes me wonder how are they going to respond. Um, right now, this is probably the lowest of lows that most of these players have experienced while being part of this program. So moving forward, it, it makes me wonder how they're going to react to it. What's frustrating these last two weeks is, yes, we look sloppy. Yes, we look bad. But on paper we were easily better than both of these teams. Uh, tonight, again, you gifted them 10 points in the, in the fourth quarter. You had the game won at their five-yard line when you were up 17-7. to seven. 
all you had to do was score one touchdown. I mean, you're five yards away. And when, you know, to me, I feel like we can't even, like there was one time we were, um, before Preston Stafford kicked that field goal to go up 17-7 in the second quarter, you couldn't even convert a third and one. You, you couldn't even get a third and one. I By mean, far the most concerning moment of the night was not getting third and about two and a half feet. I mean, look, this, the Cajun team the last three years not only get the third and one, they get in the end zone. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a touchdown. And we can't even convert third and one. And that, that's – I don't know, guys. I, I, whatever, look, this offensive staff, they've got a lot of work to do. I mean, they have – I, I don't know. All of the coaches have some evaluating to do this week. Because let's talk about this, Jerry. How about the fact that ULM rushed 227 yards against us versus our 86? Yeah, they didn't pass the ball, but guess what? They stuck it up our ass. And you know, the sad part about that, Nick, is it was a lot of short yardage. Outside of a few big runs, it was a lot of short yardage. And it was a lot of like, Short yard conversion, short yardage conversions, and I, I I look at that and I'm like, man, that 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 used to be us. That's what we do. They they basically beat us at our own game offensively. Um, again though, their offense really wasn't that impressive. It was terrible. I mean, we, they popped two big plays. They were terrible. Right, exactly, exactly. There was really nothing special about them. Uh, that long run that they made early on, and then of course that 95 yard. Slant, which basically our, I think our secondary just they were misaligned and allowed him to do what he did. But outside of that, their offense was kind of predictable, um, and it just. But yet with us, I, I, I don't. I really don't have an answer for us offensively, man. I'm, I haven't seen our offense this poor, play this poorly. I, I can't even remember. Even during HUD's like bad years. I don't think I've seen our offense play this bad. Eric Rakita. Before we get to any more takes, I have a couple of calls. People want therapy. So let me play these, and then we'll react to them. Hey, guys. Um, wow. Uh, just just humiliating. I almost didn't want to call in because uh, I don't want to say stuff I'll regret. But, you know, I was one of the most vocal guys, especially on, you know, Regent Page and talking about how, you know, I just I, – I hated the death hire. I honestly did, just being honest and – uh you know, but at the end of the day, that's the decision they made. And, you know, I'm a fan, so you you support your school. But with that being said, these people really need to stop with the fire dares. That's, that's not going to happen. Nobody's firing dares at the four games. But, <laughs> listen, we, we, you know, we, um, Nick talked about, you know, we have no offensive identity, and that's because we just keep switching out the freaking quarterbacks. And I don't understand. He needs to pick a guy and stick with him. We don't have an identity because we can't get a rhythm. You know. Anyway, I don't. I, I don't want to say any more. But um, you guys can uh, react to that if you want. Y'all have a good night, guys. James, hundred percent agree with everything you said. I think you echoed a lot of what we thought here. I, I feel your frustration. I'm with you. We're, we're on the same page, man. I. I, again, I'll go back to it. If you want to get Ben some snaps, I get it. I get the theory behind it. But we got to be situationally aware. I think pulling Chandler when he was getting a rhythm there after that third series, or I think it was the second series, second or third, whatever it was, I think that was a mistake. And I think it showed. And again, I think, I think as a whole, as a team, what I see is chaos. There's yes. chaos everywhere. There's chaos on defense. There's chaos 
on snapping the ball over somebody's damn head. There's chaos on offense. We don't know what we're doing. That's not a talent thing. That is a coaching thing. Let me let me make a terrible analogy here, Nick. So I coached my four-year-old and my six-year-old in soccer, right? Six-year-old, well-oiled machine. Girls understand coaching. They spread out. They, they pass the ball. They talk to each other. Defense is spectacular. It is a fine-tuned machine. The four-year-olds, it's herding cats. So I'm not going to say that I look forward to Saturdays more than Sundays, but I kind of do, all right? It's the truth. Because the girls, they take coaching and and they have this um it, it's 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 systematic it's 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 they they work as a one it's very easy to see all right this is very different the, the the boys are like where's the ball go get ball get the ball who's kicking it i don't care i'm scoring no i'm scoring they fight over the ball that's what it feels like it feels like 2021 cajuns football is the rainbow mermaids and 2022 cajuns football is the high boys or the fire boys i always forget what they call themselves but regardless that's what it feels like. It feels like it feels like chaos. It feels like nobody's on the same damn page. Can I go ahead and, and piss you off with what the Oompa Loompa Terry Bowden said on the radio just a few minutes ago? Oh, God. We just whooped their ass. I mean, if you want to run with that big guy, by all means. No, he ain't a big guy. Little guy. Little guy, right. He just said they whooped our ass. That's look, why you don't lose to ULM, man. That That's why, because they get to talk their shit and think they're somebody, and they're going to, you know, they're going to go to their one club tonight. They got some guy talking shit to me on Twitter. I mean, what have they beat us in in, like, the last 10 years? This. This is it. This is their moment. And I'm going to let them talk their shit because they still got to go back to their terrible life tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, let's see. Bryce. So the one thing I got to say, and I'm I'm always one of those fans that, like, always have these crazy takes for the game, but how have we not gotten any better after four weeks of practice? Like, I don't understand that. The same problems we've had at the beginning of the year, it seemed to have gotten worse through four weeks. I would argue a couple of units have improved, but overall, yeah, I don't disagree. I think that uh, if not if not worse, not better. Like, I don't get how... We're out there every day, and like beginning of the year, they're like, "Oh, it's just gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time to get." It's not getting any better. I mean, we should not be athletically. We are a much better team than you are, and this shouldn't happen, and it continues to happen. Again, I'm with you. So, so I gave them a pass last week against Rice because who knows how good Rice is, and they they got. I think they got beat by Houston tonight, but they were they did. No, it was a good game. Rice was better than we thought, but we still play like shit. We still play like shit. But but the point is, we 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 should have beat them, but we didn't. But you're you're thinking, okay, maybe Rice is better than we thought because Eastern Michigan. Hey, we kicked their ass in the second half. They went out and they beat Arizona State. Okay, maybe something's happening here. And then you do this, and. and Again, if we if we were in a tight game and there was a lot of offense and it just happened to be whoever had the ball last one, I would be pissed, but I wouldn't be as pissed as the fact that we just gave the game away because, I mean, it was so clear on how terribly we played this game and handed it to them. And then what is our answer for them in the last drive of the game when we have a minute and a half? We're throwing passes four or five yards out, like out routes, like Okay, yeah. you need to go 80 yards, and we're throwing it three yards deep. Like, what are we – so it was clear that that it's not it's not talent. 
Again, there's something missing in our coaching decisions, and it's chaos, and, and we don't know who we are, and that's concerning four games into the season. If we still don't have an identity on offense, four games into the season, a third of the way through the season, we got a problem. And we keep talking about, like, the two-quarterback system and how that's ruining it. But, like, no matter what, our, our line is – our pass blocking was better tonight, but, I mean, we can't rub block at all. Right. And that's no, all, no, well, you're 100% right. Last right. three seasons, four seasons, we run the ball and then we pass it. If the run game opens the passing game. The passing game doesn't open the running game, so I don't. We nothing opens anything. It's just throwing it up there and hoping for a prayer. That's all we're doing at this point. We have no game plan as far as what offensively we do because when something doesn't work, we don't try to do it and keep pounding them. We just change our offensive plan and do something else, and that doesn't work. We go back to running, and that doesn't work. And we try to pass, and that doesn't work. And then we're it's like insanity. We keep doing the same thing over and over again, and nothing nothing good comes out of it. Bryce, appreciate your thoughts. Before we before we do the next voicemail and react to that, let me just say, if you guys are new to the pod, please rate, review, subscribe. Please subscribe on YouTube. It helps us grow and spread the brand and talk Cajun football uh, like it deserves to be talked. Tonight is one of those times where you kind of want to just go lay down on the couch and fall asleep and act like it never happened. But, uh, no, I agree that we don't have an identity. I, I, you know, Joe's saying that Dez is trying to do what Napier did in his first year with the two-quarterback system. I don't necessarily know if that's it. I think that Billy had marginal success with that. Uh, obviously, if you look at the results after that, you can say that it was a success. Uh, but that particular season, 2018, we lost at home to Coastal. We did make a bowl game, which I don't know if fans expected that, but I did. I thought we had the talent to make a bowl game that year. I think we have the talent to win eight, nine games this year, 10 games. But something is not there. We're 2-2 two and two on the season. We've lost two games against teams that we should not have lost to. Now, again, Rice was better than we thought. They went and gave Houston a game, and they led for a, a portion of that game. I don't know. Shit, maybe ULM is better than we think. I don't think so. There was nothing on the field tonight that told me that ULM was any better than us. In fact, I thought that we were 10 times better than them uh, athletically. I thought that we had every, uh, every mismatch favored us. I thought they looked small. Even Catherine said they looked like a high school team. I thought there were, I mean, what, what is, what is uh, Chandler Rogers? Got to be like 5'11", five, 5'10". Five, but here's the problem, Josh. If we're going to be big time, if we're going to say we're a top 25 team, why did they put us in the preseason top 25? We have 15 wins in a row and all this stuff. You can't lose to ULM and Rice. Sorry. Yeah, I, no. I guarantee you, Iowa State ain't losing to Rice and ULM. I guarantee you, I don't know, pick Indiana, even though they're, they're a terrible quote, P5 team, they're losing to both teams two weeks in a row. So if we want to be big time, we got to start acting like it. And and right now we're not even we're not even close to being what we thought we were at the beginning of the season. Look, we all thought we would take a step back, including sure. myself, but taking a step back to me was maybe was was definitely winning the West because who was who was going to be better than us, but maybe dropping a game to Marshall, dropping a game we shouldn't have made Florida State, definitely, maybe dropping another game we didn't expect, but not losing to Rice and ULM with the schedule ahead of us, that's the toughest part of the schedule. Yeah, I think we all uh, we all agreed that we would contend for the West, at least as the floor. Because what? We've got expectations now. This is what we've been doing. Uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to ask a question about why we don't throw downfield. Y'all mentioned that 
you know, our O-line's giving our quarterbacks time on passing plays and, and we have good receiver talent and seemed like, especially in that last possession, we, we just checked down every time. So that, that's kind of my question. But I'll just hang up after that. Because we dropped the damn ball. That's why. Because you, you put it in their hands and they drop it. So why would you go deep? Honestly, I wouldn't throw it deep if they dropped every damn pass we go deep on. I think, obviously, the last drive is an anomaly because they were dropping six and seven guys in coverage, so that's not that's not one of them. They baited him into checking down, and I thought there were some bad decisions made on the last drive, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to kill Chandler for the drive. We we were behind the eight ball, but as far as like throughout the game, I thought we I thought we stretched the field a little bit. Mike had a couple of opportunities. Now again, like you said, he did drop the big one. Look, the the drop was so big because it was a knockout blow. You go up twenty four to seven right there, and and they're they're in the water. They're dead. It's over. You know what I mean? Like at that point, you go out there and you get your your one and a half to two yards of carry, and then you punt, and the defense is rested. Whatever you can you can play your game, the game you want to play. We missed so many opportunities to knock him out of the game. Game should have been over in the, in the second quarter. The game should have been over. We did not execute. Again, four games in a row, four of the same performances. You had opportunities. You didn't execute. And it, it, some of it is small. Some of it is a pass was off by six inches. Or a defensive player could have tipped a pass and it was two inches away. Uh, it's things like that. But sometimes it's blown coverage. It's blown linebacker assignments. The, the, the big run that they popped right there to get the first touchdown, I mean, my God, where's the linebacker? They totally vacated the field. And the, and the strong safety, uh, and I have to go back and watch the play. I don't want to kill the strong safety, but he was nowhere to be seen. So there's a lot of things that are going on right now that we are just not used to because we're so used to people being in position to make a play. Patrick Tony did it. Ron Roberts did it. I'm not going to kill Lamar, but to this point, four games. You got listen. It's a senior laden group. They have a they have a lot of experience back there. There's a lot of experience in the secondary. This this should not be happening. I just I feel like Michael is not a, a ball coach. I feel like he doesn't make the calls that need to be for a winning team. I think that we want to win games. We might as well go on the way down to. We might as well go to Brian Mitchell. Or we might as well. All right, cut the idiot. Just, just turn it off. <laughs> That's almost as good. The coastal guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you guys how to be fans, but if you call the show, please have a rational take, or at least not be on crack cocaine. I mean, <laughs> Brian Mitchell for the coach of the team. Is this person from the Facebook fan football group? Look, I love Brian. Brian's a cool dude. I met him. He's a coach of football. <laughs> Let's call up Brian at the uh, at the NBC affiliate. Hey, Brian. You ever think about coaching? You know what? Brett Favre sounds like a great idea right now. Let's go. Oh, let's man. <laughs> Brett Favre is having a rough go right now. But hey, can't be any worse, right? Just go with him. Come on, man. No, I want to say that was the coastal guy. That's what he was saying earlier. He said something about Brian Mitchell earlier. Oh, was well, same same guy. So the guy, yeah, he, he, the guy he, got on he, the he space put on and a called and tried to come in here. <laughs> Look. They're so upset that we just own them and they ran from an ass whooping. They just could not wait for an opportunity. <laughs> That's good. It's all good. Sunbelt love. They're not any good. McCall is, I, I don't even, did McCall come back into that game against Georgia State? Because he went out with an injury. I don't know. I, I, at that point, I didn't care, to be honest with you. No, same. My, my pick for the East is 
just a catastrophe. Oh man, that was ugly. You know, and, and to think that like two two weeks ago we were like, we need a mascot. We need to get we somebody need, said that. <laughs> you know, we need we need more ambiance. We need better music. We need all these problems. And people are telling us you need to just appreciate the fact that we're 15 wins into it. What are those people saying now? I'm just curious. Where are they? (laughs) To me, it goes back to we had to appreciate what we had when we had it. And I I said it many, many, many times when Billy Napier was here. I said, this is the these are the old days or these are the good old days. We need to appreciate them. We felt like we had plenty of talent to come back and win games this year. Obviously, something is not is not right. But all that fan stuff and all that mascot stuff and all the the music's too loud stuff. Now it's out the window. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise or something. <laughs> I will say that as, as embarrassing as the loss was, I just to add even more, I mean, ULM plays better music than we do. I mean, you could hear it, hear it on the broadcast. <laughs> I mean, they got, they got Van Halen going, they got some ELO going, they're just switching it up. They play a little rap. They play some Kanye. I mean, it's not just, dubstep remixes cranked up to 11 every single third down or kickoff i mean i see dj menace in the uh in the space dj menace my bad sorry for the for the bad crowd uh the bad crowd music here now time out dj menace is told what he is to play i have been in that role i know for a fact you were told what to do so don't put this shit on dj menace because if dj menace was told to play keith frank dj menace will play keith frank he ain't told to play that so don't leave my boy alone That's i just boy. i just got menace uh i asked him to speak maybe we can uh, hit him up for some better music because what else is there to talk about we suck <laughs> <laughs> oh man we suck again but look Guys, remember what this felt like. Y'all know we did this for 30 years. We're fine. We'll be we'll get through it. Being good was a nice luxury, but we know how to we know how to carry on when we're not any good. Listen, Sunshine Pumper, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is not freaking good. We might not win another damn game this season based on the performance we had tonight. So I appreciate you trying to be the for some reason, you tonight are are the the guy trying to make things not real things for me are not are are not good so no they're not good sunshine there was a lot of very alarming things that went on in that game yeah there were there were well we've uh we've vented we've laughed we've hollered and created in in my case used profanity we've uh we've, we've had fun see lots of uh lots of us lots of great participants in the space tonight so really appreciate you guys coming this is one of the ones that typically fans react in a more visceral way when we're not any good or we're not playing well and they want to be heard we try to uh do a good job and give that platform to you guys so hopefully hopefully it was good i feel a little bit worse after that i mean better no i mean worse only advice I have to you guys, if you're not driving, crack a cold one and uh, get a good night's sleep. Try again next week. I mean, it is homecoming. Maybe we can find some magic. Nick has got a scowl on his face, so I, I don't <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. There is nothing in the past two weeks that have shown me any hope for anything. So line up rest of the season. That's my, my view. 
I really just wanted to get out of that dump with a win. You know? Just wanted the W. Thank you guys for joining. As always, remember to subscribe on your way out. Raise and review on YouTube. Follow the pod on all the different social media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, IG, TikTok. Nick has put together a, a pretty nice TikTok page for the pod. Have we're I? Doing it, <laughs> we're doing it for the kids and we're doing it for the gram. Anyway, uh, we'll be back with a live show next week. Hopefully, we'll have something good to talk about. For Nick, for Jerry, you all have a nice evening. And it's still go Cajuns.